Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to read Matthew chapter 22 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Then we'll review the key takeaways and we'll end our session with a short prayer. So let's get started. Matthew 22, the parable of the wedding banquet. Jesus spoke to them again in parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servant went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came to in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding garment. He asked, How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, Tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Paying the imperial tax to Caesar. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. Marriage at the Resurrection The same day, the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, You are in error, because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. The Greatest Commandment Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Whose son is the Messiah? While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they reply. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. This is the end of Matthew chapter 22. So now let's look at the key takeaways. The first one is, we see here Jesus telling the parable that compares the kingdom of heaven to a king who put on a wedding for his son. So here the kingdom of heaven is referring to the church and the church age. The king is God and the son is Jesus. The people invited here are the Jews and who chose to disregard the invitation and not attend. Again, let's remember that Jesus was very clear that his primary mission was to witness to the Jews. So the Jews, having refused and rejected um, his message, uh, now puts God uh, into the second part of his uh, great mission. And that is, Jesus is then um, begins... Uh, to once in a while take the message to the Gentiles and we see in the church that this is when um, the big conversions come and now the Holy Spirit directs the apostles to take the message to the Gentiles uh, and this we read when he says the king then goes out and orders his servants to go out and get um, guests for the wedding so this is basically when the gospel is taken to the Gentiles. Now, the king noticed that some did not have the right garment. Uh, so basically, even though the um, the gospel now is being taken to the Gentile, and we see that God still does not compromise and requires 100% compliance. So we must be, our hearts, our life, our spirit must be totally dedicated and loyal to uh, to God. And if we're not, then we will be cast out into darkness. And this is what we read in Matthew twenty-two thirteen, 13, when uh, it says, Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him out into outer darkness. There should be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. So, um, again, we can attend church, we can be baptized, uh, we can pretend to, to be Christians, but if we're not living a life uh, that is pleasing to the Lord, if, if we're not really dedicated to God and, and are searching for Him, um, then we, we will be rejected. We must fully accept Jesus into our heart and we must repent of our wrongdoings. In order for us to be cleansed from all unrighteousness um, and washed in the blood of the Lamb. So Christianity that is acceptable to God, again, demands total devotion to our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And the second takeaway we see Jesus is is being asked about um, the lawfulness of paying taxes. In uh, Matthew twenty two seventeen, it says, Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? Jesus made it very clear that we live in two kingdoms. On earth, we are to obey the laws of the local government. However, in our spiritual kingdom, we are to obey the laws of our celestial father. And the two are not mutually exclusive. And generally, a good earthly, uh, earthly government should be governed by the general spiritual laws. So Christians should be involved in the political system. And this is how God uses them to be both the salt and the light to the world, as Matthew five thirteen fourteen tells us. In summary, Jesus tells his disciples the parable that compares the kingdom of heaven to a king who throws a wedding party for his son and makes a list of people to invite. The initial guests to reject the invitation are the Jewish people that he came to minister to, and the second guest list represents the Gentiles who are now called to receive the gospel. So Jesus does not compromise in our response to him. If we are not ready, we will be cast out in the darkness. Finally, Jesus responds to religious leaders who are trying to trap him by getting him to go against the Roman government. He makes it clear that Christians are to follow the laws of the local government, but also follow the laws of God. In fact, good governments, in fact, good governments inherently follow God's law that are self-evident and proclaim in the scriptures. Now let us end with a short prayer. Dear Father, Thank you for choosing us and finding us worthy to be called into your kingdom. Help us ready our hearts and purify them with your words and truth. Help us respond to your call with all of our hearts and all of our mind. We want to be truly dedicated to achieving the goals of your kingdom, Father God. We ask this in your Son's name, Jesus. Amen. Very well, this concludes today's reading and interpretation of Matthew chapter 22. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.